All right, first things first, Felix. What what is going on with your with your mic setup? Um, it broke. <laughs> Okay. All right, because I gotta say, like, um, while we were recording the David Dayan interview, like most of the time, I was just like, I, I, I was trying to focus, but I was just looking at you, trying, just like, just sticking the mic. Like it was just you playing with the mic the whole time, man. Yeah, well, I fixed it. (laughs) It it reminded me of one of your one of your apes doing like an enrichment activity. (laughs) Yeah, that's what that's what I was doing. I mean, like, it's like imagine if you had a beautiful animal, like a lar gibbon. Uh, you know, be on Zoom. He would need something. He would need an activity. <laughs> yeah. And for me, it's fixing the mic. Uh, I can't do that anymore because I've already fixed it. Uh, I have a new mic stand, but I like, I just like didn't have time to set it up. I was, oh. I was, I was doing my favorite other enrichment activity earlier today, which is breaking down cardboard boxes. Oh, that's, that's fun. fun. <laughs> There's a lot of stuff you can do. There's a lot of different ways you can do it. A lot of people go in and they don't get the proper enrichment and then they're anxious and like won't eat their meals or breed because they've only been doing it the one way, like cutting the one end. But it's there's so many directions you can go in and they are as varied and different and beautiful as there are different types of cardboard boxes. I mean, do you use do you use a box cutter or just your hands? Do you just, I like, use just it, rip it apart? I use a USMC K bar Tonto. <laughs> <laughs> do you want to see it? Yeah, let's see it. All right, hold on. Yeah, this is it. That's a cardboard box would not would not put up much of a challenge for that thing. I, I, as you guys know, I was like pretty into the idea of buying an actual sword that was used by a samurai until I found out they're like a million dollars, and uh, you know, I have to I have to wait till I'm on staff at This Is Us until I can buy one. But I wanted like a tactile object, you know. I wanted like something, and. I also, you know, I break down boxes. You know, that's one of my activities. And so I got this. This is like uh, $70. And I've like, I've gotten way more than $70 out of enjoyment out of this uh, beautiful black blade. Now, um, correct me if I'm wrong, but wasn't this the exact same uh, Navy SEALs type of knife that you bought when you were 14 and then your mom took away from you because well, you, sh- you shouldn't be having enrichment activities like that <laughs> well that was a different type of knife this is used by just regular marines who i think kind of suck and i'm probably getting way more done with the knife than i ever did but that knife i got was a navy seal knife and it was very cool and i would yeah simulate uh like um it was a tommy lee jones and benicio del toro movie Hunt, where uh, was, the hunted yeah, the yeah hunted. The hunted i was like basically simulating that alone in my room well i see like you're using the same blade technique which is yeah. like you're, you're gripping it like uh holding the blade of, uh, by the top rather than so the blade is like under your hand then uh you know over yeah it. That there's a lot of good interesting techniques you can use for that well that's like that's what i was doing when i was 14 but unfortunately like once you know my mom saw it in the room she took it and you can't really bitch about that as a child i think i was even younger i think i was like 12 <laughs> it's like i was like well i like can't really like complain about this i guess i really shouldn't be having that but um you know, now I have this. She can't like take it away from me unless she comes to visit. I, I, I she would do that. It'd be powerless. But um, you know, you see how good I am with it now. Imagine if the knife hadn't been taken from me at that young age, and I got a few decades of practice. You would be a blade master. Yeah, you would be the hunter, not the hunted. Mm-hmm. Well, that's life. You know, you can't. You know, some people have a college sports injury. You know, some people. You know, they, they, uh, someone blew an air horn when they were taking the LSATs and they were going to be the greatest lawyer of all time. It didn't happen. You know, some people, blah, blah, blah. They made the greatest play of all time and Lou Holtz set them up for a bunch of charge and kicked them out. 
you know, for me, it's like being the world's greatest bladesman. But you can't let that get you down. You just got to keep going. Uh, you know, 30 is the new 20. 60 is young. 80 is the new middle age. You just got to keep going. And you can be a 75-year-old, you know, YouTube knife fighter by the time that comes around. <laughs> Well, you just gotta gotta keep breaking down those boxes. Just yeah. you know, and let, you just gotta like just just keep breaking them down. Um, they're gonna pile up eventually, but you know, life will give you a knife to yeah. uh, deal with that problem. It's funny you said that. Uh, like you know, sixties the new thirty. Um, I was actually I, I was just out for lunch with Catherine, and uh, there was this guy on the street who was just um, he like we noticed he was just sort of standing alone, just sort of dancing by himself, and then he started raising the roof. <laughs> He was raising the roof and just sort of talking to himself. And then, like, as he sort of walked down the street past us, he was, uh, he was hyping himself up. And I was like, I wonder what this guy's on about. He seems to be having a good time. And then he just says, tell me, is life, tell me life doesn't begin at 60. Show me a motherfucker who says life doesn't begin at 60. Point him out. Point him out to me. And he just walked away. And I was but like, he's, yeah, he's, this, is, this is inspirational. I'm coming up on a birthday tomorrow. So, Jesus. Well, I'm, I'm already 63 years old. I agree with him, but he's responding to my previous viral ad campaign. You should kill yourself when you're 60. <laughs> I no longer stand by that. I no longer believe that. He was going to challenge you to a knife fight. Yeah, and he's probably pretty good. Like, raising the roof is the same muscle group as knife fighting. <laughs> if you're confident enough to raise the roof out in public, you know, who knows what you can do with that blade. It's true. Well, well, fellow, fellow, fellow bladesmiths, fellow knife fighters, uh, it's Chapo. Uh, we're back. I don't know about you guys, but man, I am tired. This weekend was a blast. That's right. I'm talking about Martha's Vineyard, Obama's 60th birthday party. We got the invite, and it was a rager. It was a party to be remembered. I'm, st- I'm still getting over it. I am, I am gassed. But we are, we are still bringing you this episode despite all the fun we had this weekend with the former president on his Martha's Vineyard compound. But boys, wouldn't you know it, a lot of people are salty that they got axed from the invite list. Oh, haters. Yeah, sorry, yeah. sorry you weren't there. Sorry you weren't there to uh, enjoy heaping helpings of major. I'm still, I'm still walking <laughs> off all the yeah. major I ate at that party. Larry David was... You know, summarily executed at the party. <laughs> they kicked him out. I like, man. Do we know? Do we have a full list of like the musical acts? Because you know that Common performed the Gap song, the Gap hoodie rap, which is yeah. Obama's favorite song. And then he just busted out the uh, the Microsoft commercial. Yeah, just those started are- <laughs> yelling, "We're living the future we always dreamed of." <laughs> that is probably the bullshit Obama listens to. Yeah, he's just like <laughs> nodding his head, like that's right. We are. We're living yeah, in that future. It was. It was fucking sick. I mean, like, I loved, I loved the different colored themed rooms. The ebony clock centerpiece was fucking amazing. <laughs> yeah, when Chrissy Teigen fucking got up on stage and did some like live roasts of a teenager until they cried. Yeah, that was. Uh, she did some cl- crowd work that had me in stitches. I was, I, I was invited. I couldn't make it. I think it looked like pretty fun. You know, you saw from Erica Badu. It is interesting. I couldn't believe that Erica Badu was there. You know. But it like, you know, party's a party. And uh, Obama looked like he was shooting electricity on the dance floor. 
Everyone was wearing a tan suit. It was wonderful. Well, uh, I, I come back. I come back from 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 the vineyard, um, and what do I see? It's covers in the New York Times of what is going on with Obama's 60th birthday bash. The former president scaled back the guest list for his party on Martha's Vineyard. Who's in? Who's out? I mean, if you have to ask that question, you're out. You're out, loser. Well, so Larry David and David Axelrod were axed, apparently. Yeah. No. Yeah. I mean, like. David Axelrod, that kind of like rubs me the wrong way because it's like, not that I like David Axelrod, but it's like, A, he's like, thinks the exact same stupid shit that Obama thinks. And like David Axelrod was there from the start. David Axelrod was driving that limo in Peoria. (laughs) It's like, this is like a Jay-Z and Dame situation. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I I mean, mean, that's who little bungler is. He wanted to to become president so he could hang out with famous people. So that's what he did. So, that's yeah, some I mean, fucking loser politics nerds. That's what that's what sucks about Obama though the most is like he uh, he did sell his soul to hang out with famous people, but like the famous people he wants to hang out with are like Chris Martin and like the <laughs> bassist from the National and Common. I mean, I you know I've I've seen I've seen a lot of people you know specifically point to not just David Axelrod but like much of his former White House staff um, did not get the invite to the party after the guest list was pared down, and a lot of people are saying oh like there's something. I don't know, a bit classless about that to, um, you know, cancel David Axelrod's invite, who, you know, worked closely with Obama for like well over 20 years and probably more than any one individual is, you know, helped and is responsible for his success and him being president. Um, but, you know, if you're going to choose between them and I don't know, Bruce Springsteen or Don Cheadle. I mean, who would you who would you invite to your party? Probably Seriously. Don Cheadle. I, I, I mean, like. Springsteen, sure, but like Don Cheadle, he like, was in. Come on, he was in Ocean's Eleven. That's true. Um, I, I, I mean, did any of the uh, any of the Johns make it? I mean, with Axelrod, you can understand because when Axelrod was at Rolling Loud last week, he said some very homophobic <laughs> things. <laughs> he said, "Put your lanyards in the air if you don't have HIV, <laughs> ladies. If your pussy smells like a cozy salad bowl, put your fucking phones in the air." <laughs> But everyone else, like, I presume Dan Pfeiffer, if the Axelrod didn't make it, Dan Pfeiffer definitely did it. Tommy Vitor definitely didn't. You know, uh, did any of the Pod Johns make it? Do we have any confirmation on that? Well, I mean, let's go to this article here. I mean, the New York Times is on the case. It says here, uh, Jay-Z and Beyonce were still in as of Friday. David Axelrod and Larry David were out. Former President Barack Obama's 60th birthday has been anticipated as the biggest social event of the summer for alumni of his administration and friends of the Obama family. A celebrity-studded garden party at Mr. Obama's $12 million Martha's Vineyard mansion. But this week, some invitees were treated to a cold dose of reality when they were abruptly cut from the guest list, while some of the boldest names were not. The party, the uninvited were told, had been scaled back because of growing concerns about the spread of the Delta variant of the coronavirus. In what seemed like fodder for a future episode of Curb Your Enthusiasm, Mr. David, the comedian and Martha's Vineyard homeowner, was executed no sorry uninvited <laughs> i mean the new york times i mean they, they say uninvited but you know let's be honest they're they're working hand in glove with the obungler to cover up the fact that yes they did take larry david and put him in the wicker man as chrissy Teigen <laughs> and john legend set him ablaze while they all <laughs> sung a song and that was and you know thank you beyonce but yeah so let's see here uh 
So were the majority of former Obama administration officials who had been looking forward to the reunion after an isolated year and who generally credit themselves with helping create the Obama legacy that has allowed the former president to settle in so comfortably with the A-list crowd. Well, okay, then you did your job. Sorry you didn't get the invite. You created the legacy so that he could hang out with Bruce Springsteen, and now he's doing just that. So sorry you couldn't come hang out. Be proud for him. Don't be petty about this. This was what you worked for. Congratulations. You got it. Just look at him out there. Look at him out there. Uh, uh, he's doing the Dougie with, uh, with Bob Dylan. You love it. You're Obama, very happy that this yeah. is happening. Obama would run over a grandparent with a monster truck to shake hands with Nora Jones. <laughs> That's just who he is. You know, you can't get mad. It's like, you know, what the scorpion says. Rock me like a hurricane. <laughs> I, I really wanted to meet the guy. I, uh, yeah, I really wanted to meet the guys from Five for Fighting. I couldn't imagine not hanging out with David Boronese. Or whatever the fuck that guy's name is from Bones, uh, you know, I, I I had to I had to like drink an Amstel with Mark Pryor. Sorry, fuck you. Um, it says um, uh, there was some solace among the government wonk set that they weren't the only ones no longer welcome at porch drinks with Eddie Vedder, who is still expected to extend as a fr- attend as a Friday. The late night talk show host David Letterman and Conan O'Brien were also cut from the guest list. But on Saturday, as the celebrities began descending on the island, every new paparazzi shot sent a wave of hurt feelings through the Obama alumni network who had been cut and were left to track the party via tabloids. Celebrity couples Chrissy Teigen and John Legend, as well as Dwayne Wade and Gabrielle Union, were photographed arriving on the island ahead of the party alongside actor John Don Cheadle and comedian Stephen Colbert. Even a Real Housewives of Atlanta star, Kim Fields, was photographed flying into the island. I mean, look, I know they said they say Hollywood is a DC for ugly people, but like once you transcend that, like you can be among Hollywood, which is Hollywood for hot, attractive, cool people. And yeah, your your invite is getting lost in the mail. So, sorry, everyone who created helped create Obamacare. Yeah, did did you see who did make it though? My man, John Kerry. Really? <laughs> Ob- oh yeah, Obama was cutting all these people who have literally been with him since he was like a state senator. Like, fuck you, sorry, bye, fuck you. And then he sees John Kerry's name, and he's like, "No, he has to make it. I have to drink Molly water with John Kerry." <laughs> <laughs> well, he is. You got to remember, coming. though. I mean, he is the warlord of Massachusetts. I mean, like, if yeah. if, if he didn't invite him to uh, an event on Martha's Vineyard, he could call in the sea gods to destroy him. Yeah, no. Uh, John Kerry would call in like remnants of the Spanish. It would be like you know when in Lord of the Rings when Aragorn has the ghost army. Yeah, exactly. I think John Kerry has that. Yeah. Except it's all it's all it's just it's just the three guys who died in the perfect storm. It's just it's, those three guys backing them up. It's everyone who's ever died in the Heinz factory. Well, I was going to say another reason to invite John Kerry to your party is that his wife is like the plug of all plugs when it comes to sauces. That's and, true. And, and thinks to thinks to dip a little, you know, a little yeah. little hidden hot dog in. Would you like? Would you drink like a form of lean where they replace the sprite with ketchup? Because that's what John Kerry's bringing to the table. I think I would. You know, it's like I'd nice, give it a like, shot for mom. sure. Yeah, no, I don't really like sprite, so you know. Uh, and imagine how gross it would be if it was dirty. No thanks, future. <laughs> 
says here, uh, Mr. Obama's decision to cut back the reported 475-person guest list, a number that made Mr. Obama's camp, uh, sorry, a number that Mr. Obama's camp never officially confirmed, was made almost a week after President Biden effectively conceded that the pandemic had come roaring back, and the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention said the Delta variant was as contagious as chickenpox and more likely to break through vaccine protections than all other known versions of the virus. But as masks were put back on in many cities and anxieties rose, details of Mr. Obama's party guest party continued to dribble out. Steven Spielberg was on the guest list, the New York Post reported, along with Bruce Springsteen, Mr. Obama's fellow Spotify sponsored renegade and George Clooney. An unsubstantiated rumor that Pearl Jam was to perform had to be officially knocked down by both a band representative and Mr. Obama's own planners. Part of a meat-free menu was being coordinated by the musician Questlove, a detail reported Friday by Bloomberg News. This sounds like the shittiest part. <laughs> yeah, oh, this, uh, yeah. this sounds like shit. Not even yeah, any goddamn yeah. hot dogs? Fuck yeah. up. No, no yeah. hidden hot dogs just for all that Heinz ketchup. What do you, what do you, what do you, I, I take it back. What are you using Teresa Heinz for if it's going to be a vegetarian menu? What yeah. are you dipping? Did you hear that, um, like Nancy Pelosi got disinvited? Yeah, and, then and they she ran showed up each anyway. Other. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, I, I don't know if she, she showed up at the party, but like, yeah, she was photographed on Martha's Vineyard where she was just, I'll be like, I'll be damned if I'm not going to the island this weekend. I'm going to let these assholes know. Well, she's doing probably... just fine. I'm having a great time. She probably walked from Marin County, like Junior, in season five. <laughs> she was just she was walking around, like looking for Barbara Mikulski's dad. She's trying uh, to walk to Baltimore. My dad used to run this town. <laughs> what are you lost, lady? I, I do like though this is because it's like it, you know, like the decision to uh, pare back the guest list. The reason that all his um, you know, all his day ones got uh, got the axe was because they were like, oh God, you know. Is it going to look bad that we're having a a birthday party for the number one special boy in the world turning <laughs> 60 on his $12 million estate in Martha's Vineyard that's filled with celebs and glitz and glamour at the at, at this exact moment and it's just sort of like let 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 my man cook let him shine yeah. right I mean yeah no this didn't make me think that Obama's a bad person. I already thought that. And if you like Obama, this isn't really going to change your opinion on him. And like the COVID shit with it is like, okay, well, like, even if you, okay, even if you don't have this, like people are still going to fucking bars. People are still, you know, you're not, you're really not putting the Delta variant toothpaste back in the tube. I don't think, I think it's a bit, probably a bit too late. Um, I presume everyone there like got vaccines, uh, you know, live your life. Uh, but it's a perfect Obama thing because I guess if you have, I get 500 people there, you look like an ostentatious asshole. But if you have like 200, you look normal. God, that's it's such still, a perfect still, Obama. Yeah, thing. So, yeah. yeah. That was so like, <laughs> yeah, when yeah. they were going to withdraw from Afghanistan and then the, the general said, you, we actually need 40,000 more troops. And so instead of, Either doing that or committing to withdrawal, he goes. How about twenty thousand? Exactly. How about yeah. we do a thing that doesn't actually accomplish anything? Oh, yeah, uh, it looks bad to have this uh, fucking ostentatious uh, bacchanalia in the middle of a fucking pandemic. What if it was slightly less ostentatious? We're only well, gonna have one guy who's wearing a goat head instead of seven. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, man. Well, like it's like no, yeah, you're still you're still a fucking asshole. You're still like just a completely cold blooded, like awful person who's like fucked over so many people who you've met along the way you fucked over so many americans 
I don't think you're a better guy for scaling back 300 people. And if you're going to be that guy, be that guy. No, I, I mean, I, you're exactly I right. I think is, it would have is... been pretty cool if, uh, if Reverend Wright had just shown up in the fan oh man outfit, just dropped <laughs> yes. onto the stage, kicked Re- fucking uh, scissor kicked Alicia Keys in the head and just said, God damn America. Reverend Wright is, man. I mean, that was, like, the, that, was how, that was everything you needed to know about the Obungler. Yeah, was when he, the, when he cut his throat. That's like, okay, this guy has no heart at all. Squeeze that guy fucking dry. Reverend Wright, you are invited to my birthday party. I don't think you'll actually really want to come, but like, I think you rock, sir. Well, I'm, I mean, also, I'm also a respected political figure from Hyde Park, Chicago. <laughs> well, you're right. This, the, 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 you know, the, uh, the decision to, you could either go ahead and continue to have your celebrity birthday bash or cancel it. And yeah, this is the perfect Obama moment because it's not like, I mean, because he, this makes you look like more of an asshole. Yeah. Because the story is about how when it, so you wanted the party to go ahead. So you're like, okay, well, let's just, um, uh, let's just, just cut the guest list in half and just like, you know, only invite the people we really care about. And it's not the guy who helped you become president. It's, um, it's Dwayne Wade. It's yeah. Dwayne Wade and, and Eddie Vedder of Pearl Jam. Yeah. A lot of people like a lot of people who have known Obama for like 30 years just got the fucking axe for like USA Network stars. That's him. That's Obama, man. I mean, I guess in some ways this is the perfect celebration of him. Uh, It says here, um, still Democrats supportive of the former president privately expressed surprise at the casual disregard for optics and wondered why it took until just days before the party for Mr. Obama to change course. For his part, Mr. Obama was soliciting advice from his most trusted advisors about what the best path forward was for revamping a costly, logistically complicated party that had been months in the making. The former president had baseball caps made for the occasion that read 44 at 60. He also hired a COVID coordinator or compliance officer to ensure the safety. God, what a fucking your fucking uncle has the better like aesthetics and 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 understandings of wordplay than that. What a fucking loser! I know he's like a multi-millionaire with like a loving family who is president, but like just in his heart, what a fucking loser! Yeah, because he cares about these assholes liking him. Like that's it. That's pathetic. That sucks, man. That is pathetic at that point. That sucks, man. To care that much about this shit. Uh, going on, it says uh, Valerie Jarrett, one of Obama's closest friends and advisors, was in favor of scaling back the party, according to people familiar with the planning. Mr. Obama, those people said, agreed that if his party was becoming a distraction from the White House's messaging that everybody needed to get vaccinated and take extra precautions, he would adjust his plan. I fully support President Obama's decision, Ms. Jarrett said. So did many residents of the island. A lot of Islanders were very upset at the prospect of hundreds of people coming over for a party, said Rose B. Styron, the poet and widow of the novelist William Styron, who said that he, they had been, she had been invited to a Friday night Obama birthday kickoff at the Winnetou Oceanside Resort. Everyone is getting very nervous about getting together at all. Wow, that's a real Sophie's Choice, am I right? Woo! <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, you know, I, I do like the idea that it's like, well, God, I mean, I wouldn't want my birthday party to get in the way of Joe Biden's agenda. Like, like that's why he do. That's why he made this decision a day or two before the beginning. Cause like Obama doesn't give a shit about Joe Biden's agenda. No, no. <laughs> I mean, it's just like, he's like, Oh wait, this is going to be, Oh, this, this might make, this might make us look bad. And it's just like, it, it, you know, it's funny that Chrissy Teigen and John Legend were there because like Chrissy Teigen has like ruined her life because she's like, 
convinced that like people do care if she's an asshole to people on Twitter where it's like, no, you're rich. You're on the fucking guest list to Obama's birthday party. Like there's nothing you can do that really will, I don't know, turn people against you or that like really matters. Like you can just be evil. You can just enjoy being like yeah, a, a rich person who goes to parties like this on Martha's Vineyard. I yeah. I I mean like I, I don't really in the grand scale of things, I don't give a shit if she's personally nice or not, you know? It's like if you're if you're going to Obama's party, I think I've kind of figured out what type of person you are. Yeah, yeah, and and, and the whole thing with like yeah the optics with COVID, I mean yeah I guess, but you're seeing what happens with everyone. Everyone has their thing that they think is everyone get everyone past a certain income level gets to live like seventy to eighty percent of their original life in what you call an American lockdown where everyone thinks their 70 or 80% is more justifiable than the next person's. Right. If it's not I going have to excuse. go... I have a reason right. to do this. Right. If it's not going to a fucking bar and restaurant that are still open, it's you know traveling a few times a year. And you know, at the end of the day, that's what we're always going to do. No, I mean, it's just... It- it does seem like if they're if they're if they're stressing about the optics of this, which you know, I I understand. Like I mean, it's sort of like it, it seems ridiculous, but like if you're in their position, optics is really all you have to work with, because you know, like as we said, like every other solution seems to have been like already vetoed or just mm-hmm. like you know not a possibility. So if optics are all you're left with, yeah, then I agree. Having a big fun birthday party for all your friends, and, and while at the same time you're telling people to put masks back on and like you know. Uh, cut back on their summer plans or whatever. Uh, yeah, I can imagine that that would be uh, a problem for the Biden administration or the Democrats in general. Uh, but uh, I just, uh, did you guys see um, uh, from the from from the from the memo from the desk of the former president Donald Trump? Uh, he had a statement this weekend where he was like, "Could you imagine if a coronavirus pandemic happened on my watch?" <laughs> <laughs> I love him, dude. <laughs> He was like, "Could you imagine if you were seeing this under when I was, if I was, if I was still president, like how the media would be covering it?" He's been awesome lately. Like when he was like, "I developed the vaccine. I did a perfect job at that. Everyone's really happy with the vaccine itself." But like now, people don't want to take it because like Joe Biden's so weird. Well, (laughs) it's like that's a great. I don't know. I think when he the thing he said made sense to me. He said, uh, "I made this perfect vaccine." But now the government that's telling you to get it is the same one that stole the election from me. And the thing is, what? What is the percentage of Dem- Republican voters who think the election was stolen, like 80 or something like that? Like They, they do think that a giant fraud was just perpetrated on them. And then the, right on the, on the uh, heels of it, the illegitimate government tells you to get a vaccine. It, you're going to have to, as a matter of like identity and, and, and principle and, and like all the things that we wrap up and like the, the thin the very thin shred of like personal uh, autonomy that we, we get is wrapped up in things like this. We're not going to do it. We're going to say no because they fucking stole the election. Why the hell wouldn't they give us uh, 28 weeks later zombie juice instead of, uh, instead of a vaccine? That's why I do really wonder what would have happened with the vaccine if Trump had won because you already saw when he was flogging the vaccine right before the election uh, some of the like the the people who got into Q and stuff from you know health and from wellness communities feeling betrayed, and I do wonder how how they would manage the dissonance of that, of I like him they- and t- him him embracing this thing that in every other respect has all of the markings of something that 
is the work of their enemies and that they Operation should Warp Speed. Operation yeah. Warp Speed created the beautiful, wonderful vir- uh, vaccine for this deadly virus that everyone who is inclined to give Trump credit for that already believes is like the mark of the beast. So he's just like, look, I know the number, the number of the beast. You will need it to buy or sell anything. And that's because of me. Where do I get? Where's my credit? Where's my birthday party? And that's the funny thing about Trump is that like, like exactly like Obama, all he wanted out of being president was to be liked and respected by people like Bruce Springsteen, yep. Eddie Vedder and uh, Dwayne Wade. And, and he, had, know, and he was that. always pissed because he had to put up with like uh, uh, the fucking dog, the bounty hunter and John Voight. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You, Diamond yeah. and Silk. Yeah. No, I mean, they are they're goofus and gallant, but after the same goal. Yeah. Obama just did it in the correct, most efficient way. And like Trump did it in the way that like kind of a child does it where you're just like yelling at someone to be your friend. <laughs> like, no, Don Cheadle, you have to like me. Uh, I just like last time from this uh, New York Times article here, I thought, I thought it was very telling. It says, um, it says blah, blah, blah. unlike Mrs. Styron, Mr. Taylor says he's been looking forward to the party. He has 20 plus acres of land and everyone was going to be outside. He said, you're dealing with a sophisticated, you're dealing with a sophisticated crowd. I think the concerns were a little bit overblown. Look, this is a, this is a sophisticated crowd. It's a 20 acre estate. So, you know, these small minded concerns about COVID and hypocrisy and things like that don't really apply. They drink their adrenochrome smoothies with their pinky extended. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, Mr. President. Happy birthday to you. All right. Well, uh, so yeah, that's the that's the Obama birthday party news. Um, like I said, we had a I had a great time. So me me too. Yeah. Wish I could have made it. <laughs> Um, all right. Well, moving on. Uh, there's another story from the New York Times this week I want to talk about. This is a. Uh, uh, this is this is this is a topic we've discussed before. I think it's like my probably my favorite current ongoing story. I'm referring, of course, to the host of uh, sympathetic ailments suffered by uh, the strivers in our State Department and CIA that is now referred to as Havana Syndrome. Havana Syndrome. This is a serious issue that you know, more and more people are talking about and the government is getting more and more concerned in figuring out just what the hell is going on. Now, I love this story because I, you know, I, I, I don't know who said this, but it's 100% true. The Havana Syndrome is the cop who touches fentanyl and ODs story for deep state operatives. Yeah. yeah. Everyone has one. It's just like everything else. Everything else. Everyone has their own ridiculous thing that they do that is... A, a mere image of itself and like and like the fentanyl od stories are like every or every bit is spurious and like i said like i i love this new york times story just because of like it basically says like in the first paragraph that like despite the best efforts of every single person who's investigated this uh they're like we can't there's actually no evidence of this happening or like at least not microwave radiation being the cause of it. But the article then goes on to take all of it like very seriously. So let's just take a look into this article headline mystery attacks on diplomats leave scores of victims, but still little evidence. While the leading theory in the Havana syndrome cases is directed microwave attacks, a classified session for senior government officials said months of investigation were inconclusive. Okay. So like that's the headline. 
And then the article is going to go on to treat this as anything other than inconclusive or just like, okay, well, if everyone has looked into this and they found no evidence to suggest that our diplomats are getting shot with invisible microwave lasers, you'd think that they would have a little bit more skepticism. But you know what? Like when these people whine, the New York Times listens because, yeah. like, you know, that, that's that's how it works. This year, uh, President Biden's top aides were told on Friday that experts studying the mysterious illness affecting scores of diplomats, spies, and their family members were still struggling to find evidence to back up the leading theory that microwave attacks are being launched by Russian agents. The report came in an unusual classified meeting called by the Director of National Intelligence, Avril D. Haynes, according to several senior administration officials who spoke on the condition of anonymity. The purpose of the meeting was to assess the investigations and efforts to treat victims of the so-called Havana Syndrome, the unexplained headaches, dizziness, and memory loss reported by scores of State Department officials, CIA officers, and their families. I mean, like, I don't know. Do you think there's a, there's a simpler explanation for why scores of CIA operatives and their families feel bad all the time. <laughs> there is. Yeah. I think that's the, the next thing is just like people in the security apparatus, whether they're local cops or uh, CIA operatives experiencing symptoms of depression or just panic attacks and blaming either fentanyl or Cuban microwave technology. Yeah. No, no one can accept uh, that. Maybe, the thing you're doing every day that make the world worse is also making uh, you kind of sad. Nope. Nope. There's a, there's a Russian space laser. And honestly, same thing with the electoral meddling theory. If the Russians are not only able to use Facebook ads to, to seize the presidency of the United States, but they can create a machine that has no, uh, scientific basis, apparently, uh, <laughs> yes, yeah. then we should just surrender to them. Yeah. What are we I fucking mean, like, doing? I, what are we doing? I mean, even if this was real and they were doing this, this like I wouldn't feel bad about them. Don't <laughs> go there. Not. Don't go there. You're only doing going there to do bad stuff. Like, like you know, no, I'll be. I, 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 if they actually had this and they were shooting it at you and they're giving you <laughs> chronic Lyme disease, I'd be like, yeah, yes, good. Yes. No, I like because you know. Uh, like at, at no point in any of these accounts of like you know you hear like oh uh, Russia has a secret microwave laser that they're using to cook the brains of our spies in Havana. Well, it's like at no point like when you hear when I hear that headline, I'm Im I'm immediately getting excited because I'm thinking of the scene in Scanners where the guy's head explodes, <laughs> and it's like no like uh, oh yeah they have a laser that makes you feel like uh, I don't know like itchy tired mild memory loss, slight nausea, like weeks after you reportedly were encountered with it. It's just like, well, A, I mean, that's not a very good fucking assassination device or, you know, piece of counter espionage or whatever. And two, it's like, how, how bad can I feel for the people involved here when these are the fucking symptoms? I mean, it is funny to think that they spent, like, I would estimate the cost of, like, developing and maintaining this weapon would be, like, two or three trillion dollars. Spending two or three trillion dollars on, like, a special death ray that only gives you mild depression and diarrhea. <laughs> it gives you an upset tummy <laughs> yeah. for, for an evening. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that would be... I mean, I'd like to see it. No, but uh, Again, I, I hope they actually did it. Go to Cuba in order to uh, smuggle genetically altered cane toads into their sugar fields to destroy their crops. <laughs> yeah. And and for, and for my efforts, I get to feel itchy and, and have a hard time falling asleep. 
Yeah, this you is, should. This be, is not justice. You got you off light. You should be happy. That's all you walked away with. <laughs> you got off light. Yeah. And uh, Matt, to your point, like, I mean, this gets more apparent as the story goes on. But like, exactly like the fucking Navy UFO disclosures. Like, if this is Russian technology that um has no technological or scientific basis that anyone can discern because it's like literally physically impossible, and they have it and we don't, then fuck it. <laughs> they won. I mean, like, shit. Like, well, no, I, I, I hope this is, like, the basis for a war. I hope it, like, it, 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 like, takes nukes out of the equation because then I would be, like, solid snake. They'd be like, you're the one man who's, like, had the most, like, ambient sort of bad feeling and most diarrhea. <laughs> who's of military age. You have to go over there. You have an face, immunity. face the diarrhea ray. Listen to this, though. It says... This is a top priority for the intelligence community, uh, he said. This is um, uh, Timothy Barrett, Assistant Director of National Intelligence. We got nothing else going on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is a top priority for the intelligence slow, community. Slow day at work. We couldn't, <laughs> we, could, we, you know, we couldn't win the big game in Venezuela. I mean, know, honestly, we, like that fentanyl mostly sells itself at this point. Yeah, yeah, do a lot yeah. there. I mean, we've, the, we, we, we've lost every big game except for, you know, fentanyl sales. Um, none of our viral posts are really hidden anymore. I mean, the uh, the Cuba protests have gone away. No, no one's yeah. those literally uh, they're, they're not happening anymore. No one gives a shit. Uh, uh, you know, Israel isn't bombing Gaza anymore. So anti-Semitism ceased to be the uh, top threat to the world in America. That's gone away. OK, what do we got here? Oh, yeah. The microwave radiation. Uh, listen to this. It says here, uh, uh, and we are supporting an NSC-led effort to get answers, take care of our people, and prevent future incidents. The meeting included Secretary of State Anthony J. Blinken, Attorney General Merrick B. Garland, the CIA Director William J. Burns, and the FBI Director Christopher A. Ray. That Those are like four of the most powerful people in our government having a special meeting about this made-up nonsense. <laughs> I, I can't imagine anything else that Merrill Grantland should be doing. I mean, it's not like the Biden's voters have been complaining about the thing, the main thing, voter suppression at all. I mean, like, at least just fucking drop the case against NBA Youngboy. Do something. I do love the... No, he's going he's doing this science. shit. I mean, we have, like, all of our top... Uh, deep state uh, demons coming together to like talk about uh, operator Morgellons. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the high ranking nature of the session was an indication of how quickly the attacks, which date to 2016, have risen from a medical mystery to an urgent national security issue. Mm -hmm. Biden administration yeah. officials say they were shocked at how disorganized the government response was over the past four years, in part because there was no central way for departments to share reports of the episodes and because many of the targets were intelligence officers whose identities and locations could not be revealed. I mean, I think like the main clearinghouse for these information were just like Facebook groups from like the, the wives of CIA guys. So they're <laughs> that, that's like saying that's like, like mums net for these people yeah. and this is like this is the uh this is the this is their their central warehouse of data that, that is like saying that the cia can't find the boogeyman because of how convoluted government procurement is <laughs> we're not communicating well enough to look under the bed at the right time under the under the trump administration norad has let their santa uh <laughs> trace their santa <laughs> tracking program go to shit we have no idea what he's up to. Yeah, yeah. Ever, yeah. Ever since 2018, like the CIA has lost track of Slenderman. He could be anywhere. It's really scary. 
Uh, A December 2020 study of the causes by the National Academy of Sciences concluded that microwave attacks were the most likely likely the cause. Mm -hmm. But Biden administration officials say the group had no access to classified information. (laughs) Yeah, because they're crackheads. What classified information? Yeah. They, like, they, like, I mean, like, I don't really care one way or the other. I hope this causes, like, a deep state war between, like, Everything QAnon talked about where there was like a firefight in Germany where Gina Hassel was (laughs) killed. I hope that actually happens between like the part of the CIA that's like, no, you guys are stupid. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? And then like the younger, the elder millennial CIA people who are like, no, I I have chronic fatigue syndrome from the Cuban microwave. (laughs) (laughs) It's all going to actually happen. I like the idea that like these are millennial spooks who are just like I'm tired and like coming up with uh, bogus d- diseases to get out of doing work. <laughs> yeah, I have uh, the microwave a- syndrome. I can't come in today. That's the next Ferris Bueller's Day Off. <laughs> <laughs> it's about like a plucky CIA officer who wants to like go to an Alanis Morissette concert, but he like you know they're like no we we need you to like to fucking like blow up a Houthi kindergarten. And he's like, uh, oh, I've come down with microwave fatigue. Um, at the meeting called by Ms. Haynes on Friday, the expert groups reported that the leading theory remained that microwave beams were aimed at government buildings and residences, either as a part of an espionage effort or as a deliberate attempt to hit American officials with a debilitating, invisible, and hard-to-trace weapon. That, <laughs> it's just like, I'm sorry, that can't be the leading theory because the device does not exist. And by the way, at no point in this article do the New York Times uh, seek comment from anyone who is an expert in the field of microwave uh, emissions or, or radiation. It is exactly like the cop fentanyl thing like they'll say oh this cop looked at fentanyl and he fucking had a overdose and then doctors will just say you can't, that's impossible and it just doesn't even enter into the fucking discussion at all that it's literally there is no known method for that to happen like there is no known technological way to make this happen i mean yeah this i have a i have a lung illness from fumes from the infinite candy machine <laughs> Can you please research this? I mean, uh, I like the theory offered by our our good friend Dan Kay, who's like every cop that ODs on fentanyl just did a line just to see what it would be like, and then they're all, it's just their friends covering for them, be like, oh, he he, uh, he was exposed to it by accident. He just did a they did a cheeky little bump and then fell out, and then they were like, oh no, well fuck. Um, I do I like think the, idea I that- think the the breakdown for cops and fentanyl. It's like some of them just want attention. They're not doing anything. They just want yeah. to like freak out and want everyone to give them attention. Some of them are like just fucking head cases, and they've heard other like bullshit stories about people collapsing from seeing fentanyl, and they're like, "Oh, and they just freak oh, out." Yeah. yeah. And then the third is like what what Dan said. You know, they're, they're just fucking ripping a line. They're just drug addicts. Yeah. And but <laughs> yeah. yeah, but I think with the CIA, it's a hundred percent people who want attention. Yeah. Because I mean, yeah, the, the, these are the, these are the Ivy League striving type. I mean, like that's yeah. how you end up at an embassy in Havana or whatever. I, I mean, so like during the Cold War, right? And I, I would assume even to this day, like at like the major hotels of like every sort of like major capital city in the world, I would like you know I would just I would imagine that every suite has like multiple multiple bugs planted there by numerous intelligence agencies many of whom probably don't even exist anymore but yeah like they they've got they've got most of those nice rooms wired for sound in one way or another i do like the idea though that like the new thing now i guess in in havana or if you're overseas is that they just build every hotel room 
is just actually just a microwave. And like you open the door and like a minute counter starts and popcorn kernels in your pockets start going <laughs> and you're off. Sorry, yeah. You're sitting there on your bed. You're like, why am I turning? What's going on? <laughs> yeah. It's like Kramer when he lived near the Kenny Rogers. <laughs> <laughs> They're just like, we don't know where the, we don't know where the microwaves are coming from. And yet like, your bed is turning around. <laughs> a light goes on randomly. Yep. Like every educated person whose who's life uh, depends on making the world worse also, as a result of that, has like an ambient sense of anxiety and feeling bad. And depending on what their job is and who their coworkers and what their context is, they're going to find a, find an explanation for it that does not actually address the cause. And if you're a, if you're a little CIA person doing uh, doing spy versus spy shit, and you're pretending you're in a Le Carre novel, you know what it is? It's it's a Russian space beam. That's got to be it. And then everyone else would be like, yes, that's exactly what it is. I know exactly what you mean. I had that, too. Uh, it, goes, uh, it says here, um, it is possible that this began as an espionage effort that turned into a stealthy means of attack. One former official uh, with the investigation, uh, so, uh, sorry, one official familiar with the investigation said the official noted that microwave technology had been used over the years by American adversaries to try to recreate documents by detecting the emissions of typewriters and then keyboard computer keyboards and later to pick up cell phone communications. But the frustrating part is that there is still no definitive conclusion, the official said, that would enable the president to call out the Russians the way he has with cyber attacks. So, like, they're just having these, like, fucking, like, uh, like top-level classified meetings with the head of the CIA, the head of the FBI, the head of the Justice Department, and, like, the head of the National Security Council. So they're like, we just, we need to find an excuse believable enough to, like, blame Russia for this shit. And the, I like the comparison to the, the cyber attacks because apparently the, when they saw each other at the G7, uh, Biden uh, told Putin what uh, technological infrastructure was off limits to cyber attacks, which is pretty funny when you think about it. But I like that the, he's got these guys in the CIA who are telling uh, the White House that Biden needs to sit down with, Biden, with Putin and say, OK, the following agents are off limits for making them sad with a robot. <laughs> you cannot. You cannot use microwaves to make the following people sad. Below that, yes, but and but nobody above this level you can make sad with an X-ray machine. I mean, like if you are a CIA deep state ghoul and operative, like doesn't this shit embarrass you? Like, I mean, like during the Cold War, like if you were like in East Germany or something, they would just like capture you, torture you, and then like put your body in a fucking like. Uh, <laughs> in a fucking kiln and turn you into dust and no one would ever hear from you again. And now it's like their, their covert death weapon is just basically like a YouTube prank. Social experiment, making, making CIA agents like, uh, have diarrhea. <laughs> you know what I mean? And, like, and, then, and then now you have to complain about this publicly. I mean, like, even if you believe this were true, like, isn't there something to be said for putting up a sort of a, I don't know, a stoic front? Yeah. Especially when these stakes we're talking about are just literally like mild irritation and depression. Yeah. It's the last real weapon we have, though, is, is one. Yeah. That's it. That's the only strategic. Effort. You would not see Ted Shackley do this. You would not see Edwin P. Wilson do this. Edwin P. Wilson would have been like, oh, you gave me chronic fatigue with a microwave. I'm going to go get another bag. Going to make another few few million selling Semtex to Libyans. that when these guys... When these guys felt like this, they could just say, oh, right, DTs. I haven't had a martini in <laughs> yes, uh, three yeah, hours. Exactly. Well, maybe, maybe they've always had this, and the only cure is to drink, like, 
oh my, two yes. liters of liquor yes. a day. That's right. Yeah, they need yeah. to become alcoholics yeah. again. Yeah, and like the Russians and the Cubans were like just blasting Angleton's house with X-rays, <laughs> and they're like, "What the fuck? It's like not doing anything." It's like, <laughs> "Oh shit, he's in there. He's in there uh, giving Kim Philby a pony ride, <laughs> and they don't know <laughs> mind at all." Yeah, like, a, oh, that's because they were pet. They were pickled in gin. Yeah, yeah. just like so well yeah. lubricated with like three quarts of scotch a day. The microwave rays don't work. Now the new type of person in the CIA is a person who's like, <laughs> sign that I'm officially 30. I have two beers and I had a headache. It's like, <laughs> drink more, you fucking pussy. Yeah, shut up and drink. Yeah, yeah you want to you want to stand up to the Russians? You want to defend democracy from like Facebook ads? Fucking grab that gin, pussy. Yep. Uh, no craft beers. That's like their clear or brown alcohol. Only. Their biggest indulgence is like craft beers and like a, a chopped creative salad company salad. That's not protecting yeah. you from x-rays. Like liquor is from the earth. This is the only natural, natural protection against x-rays. Uh, I like his <laughs> that's, why, just, that's why the TSA doesn't let you be drunk in line. Because <laughs> <laughs> they want to kill you with x-rays. They fear the drunk American. Um, I, I like here. If you go further into the 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 article, though, and it, it goes on and on. But it just says here. It's, at some point, it just says uh, some officials suspect that along with Russia, Iran may be responsible for some attacks. But oh, there, but course. there is also focus <laughs> yeah. on Cuba, China, and other nations. So it's like, okay, we've narrowed down the list of suspects here. So <laughs> not only do we know not know uh, how these supposed invisible weapons exist we don't even know what country is responsible but we're pretty sure it's probably russia iran china and various other nations just just fill it in there yourself they all have access to this this secret technology so they all work together on like the only weapon of its type to ever exist and there were no leaks ever there were no reports about it there was nothing about this like in the cia they weren't like oh yeah we forgot they developed a secret like death depression weapon and they all, China, Russia, Iran, and Cuba all work together over the course of, this would presumably take like 30 years. No one heard anything about it, ever. Yeah. No and, defector said anything, <laughs> nothing. Yeah, and the idea that like <laughs> some, some super secret deadly weapon was developed for the purpose of assassination that like the CIA didn't have a hand in funding or using at some point, even if the, you know, our ostensible enemies were also using it. Yeah, this is like, to believe them, this is like, you would find like the death ray weapon, the one of one, the only one of its kind that exists, the like theoretical energy weapon that everyone's been trying to create and can't, you'd find it in like a locker on Storage Wars, <laughs> just lying around. Everyone just has one lying around. Everyone but us, we don't have one. We have no capability of like giving the Iranians depression. <laughs> yeah i mean and again like it, it's so funny because you know when you think invisible microwave ray you obviously think death ray like cool yeah. sci-fi shit and this is not even anywhere within a thousand miles of that within well, they, a thousand they, they miles probably, they probably saw like an interview with like some shitty comedian where he's like i wouldn't wish depression on my worst enemy but then they're like oh but i would <laughs> start the research <laughs> 
Just uh, closing out this article here, it says, speaking for the White House, a senior administration official said the National Security Council was leveraging a broad array of, broad array of scientific and medical expertise from within the government and outside of it to explore multiple hypotheses and generate new insights into the episodes to protect our personnel and identify who or what is responsible. One element of that effort, officials say, is to develop portable sensors that could be widely distributed to detect the tax. <laughs> but I mean, like... Just think about all the people who are going to now make money selling a fucking like a hokum uh, cure to, de- to detect the invisible microwave radiation that nobody can prove even exists in the first place. This is Jim Baker apocalypse buckets <laughs> yeah. for fucking yeah. yeah for fucking NADSEC libs. You know what? Go crazy. You know, uh, buy all the fucking buy all the go the repurposed ghost hunters equipment. I don't give a shit. <laughs> it says, but it is hard to ensure that the sensors will work. One official said, without any certainty that the microwaves are the cause of the unexplained illnesses, and even if they are the cause, the sensors would have to be able to pick up signals across a large part of the electromagnetic spectrum. Well, don't let that stop you. <laughs> Invest now in spurious microwave death ray uh, sensor technology. Protect yourself and your family on any overseas trip. Now, no longer just for CIA operatives. It is available to the any American traveler. We got to get in on that. You need to invest because they're going to end up like mandating one of those things in every uh, embassy in the in the world. And then in all the airports, it's like as useful as a fucking uh, as an X-ray machine. Once these and yeah. and probably costs like five times as much. Once got to get in on that. Once these hit the consumer market, I'm downloading Nextdoor again because I want to see like in like upper middle class neighborhoods, people are going to accuse each oh other my of God. shooting X-rays at oh each other. Oh my God! Yes, like that's the next thing. That's the next like homeowners association thing. If you live in like a solidly blue like suburban county, everyone is going to be accusing each other of this. Oh God! Yes. Oh my God! Yeah, that is, um, it's just an, another thing to whine about. An, another thing that uh, doesn't exist that that yeah. but it doesn't exist, but it provides a uh, very handy explanation for why you are miserable all the time. And it's and and yeah. by the way, it's your neighbors doing it to you. Yeah. 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 Oh man. <laughs> no, this is the perfect thing for us. The, yeah, you're this right. is exactly what we need. Havana syndrome is the perfect <laughs> made-up bullshit for contemporary Americans to be afraid of. I mean, it, it just, it, that's why, like I said, the fucking, the head of the FBI and the CIA are having like top level <laughs> meetings about this bullshit because it's so perfect. It's so perfect. It is so us. It is so America yep. in 2021. This is, us, this is us. This is us. This is us. God damn. Well, you know, like I said, stay on the lookout for that. Uh, yeah. Russia and their chronic Lyme disease. Project chronic Lyme projector. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, all right. Finally, uh, the, we, we got to talk about just rounding out today's show. We got to talk about, uh, obviously, Cuomo, still governor of New York, um, st- still hanging Holding in there. Holding on for dear life. He's still hanging in there. But I got to say, ever since our last episode, like I have not stopped thinking about Andrew Cuomo as some sort of lonely Nosferatu as just like a Dracula <laughs> who instead of being like, I never drink wine, he's like, you know, got a cape on and he's like, where is my hug? Who's got the <laughs> hug for me? <laughs> so I need a lap companion. <laughs> um, but I think I, I just want to note here uh, that uh, 
uh, some of his top aides, including this woman, um, uh, Melissa uh, Rosa, uh, resigned at his secretary today. And just as 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 fans of notes app apology uh, apologies on the internet, I this is a good one. I'd want to share with I, you guys. I was shit. <laughs> yeah, this is. Uh, yeah, we both it, thought of that when we saw this. It has been the greatest honor of my life to serve the people of New York for the past ten years. New Yorkers' resilience, strength, and optimism through the most difficult times has inspired me every day. Personally, the past two years have been emotionally and mentally trying. I am forever grateful for the opportunity to have worked on such a talented and committed with with such talented and committed colleagues on behalf of our state. I just like that where it's just like the last two years of my life have been a fucking nightmare. I can't I can't <laughs> yeah. deal with it anymore. I, just, I can't imagine why you feel bad after <laughs> yeah. these two years. I mean, do, Jesus do anything Christ. Bad? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, of course, like you know, he, she was. <laughs> Instrumental, instrumental in attacking many of uh, Cuomo's accusers. I can also help but feel guilty defending the guy who like killed all every old person in New York, <laughs> <laughs> attacking attacking the women he tried to hug. You know what? I, I feel so bad that there might be some sort of uh, X-ray machine. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Microwave uh, me. That, that's I'm surprised she didn't go with us. She really uh, th- should have. Th- this comes of course uh, uh, another news story about um, Roberta Kaplan, the the chairwoman of the uh, Times Up organization and uh, Legal Defense Fund, uh, just resigned from that organization after it came out that uh, she also played a pivotal role in helping Andrew Cuomo uh, discredit um, one of his alleged victims. So, I mean, can you believe people got mad at us and we said Democrats uh, killed the B two movement to make Joe Biden president? I mean, it was probably for like less strategic reasons than that but i mean come on it's it's a very it's a very easy irony here but i mean it's just it's it's right there for the taking so yeah. i mean I'm, why not make note of it but uh, i do want to talk about like uh what, what i want to go with on the uh the andrew como issue is there is uh putting out the reading series today this is uh courtesy of the new yorker uh the headline is diving into the subconscious of the como sexual how could we have witnessed the governor's narcissism, bullying, and hackneyed paternalism and found these quality, qualities attractive? A psychoanalyst gives her take. Oh, and we is a, we is a pretty <laughs> we generous pronoun here. Yeah. A lot of work, but keep in mind that this is in the New Yorker. And, I, you know, for, I mean, it, it seems insane to us, but, you know, let's, let's just say for, for, for the audience that they're pitching to, I mean, like, this is a, I mean, the, 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 yeah, this is a crisis of conscience. How did we... I'll get I'll get on board with the homosexual phenomenon, and then you know obviously it looks bad now. It, it does say, would, doesn't would, look great. Would they ever write this article about Giuliani? Because that's I mean the, the whole time with Cuomo, I've just been seeing Giuliani. I've been seeing Giuliani with like a different type of big ugly face, and it. I have to say this happened a lot quicker than I thought it would. I thought like last time it would take cor- take uh, take place over the course of a decade. It did not even take that long, but uh, you know, they just they would just not even acknowledge us, Giuliani. All right. Well, uh, let's let uh, this is okay. Uh, so so you know what what is you know why why it's just you know why do women like bad boys so much is really yeah. is really the uh, why don't they like a nice guy like Jay Inslee. <laughs> yeah. Exactly, uh, you know, he just care. he's got glasses. He cares about global warming. He's not sexually harassing anyone. No, well, he's, yeah. Remember, he was he's a daddy. A, yeah, oh, yeah, okay, okay, I'll think of a different guy. You know who's like had some problems? It's J.B. Pritzker, who's jester. <laughs> he's jester maxing. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, I think yeah. it's like a catch. I think JB's yeah. a fucking catch. So, yeah, this is he's the- jester maxing, and no one's like, you know, I want to sit on JB's huge body. But you should want to. He's the man. I want to lay on him like he's a a, a, a beanbag yeah, chair. He's he's awesome. It's big boy season. Once again, or it nice, should be. <laughs> nice guys finish last. Yeah. But you know, we're. I mean, this article. Honestly, this article is like the New Yorker's attempt to, for maybe for the first time ever, grapple with some of life's grim and brutal truths. Okay. So here we go. Uh, what are we to make of the Cuomo-sexual phenomenon? Of the fact that just a year ago, much of Blue State America was lusting after Governor Andrew Cuomo, who have since mm. been accused of sexual harassment by at least 11 women. The erotic interest was documented in a Jezebel article. Help, I think I'm in love with Andrew Cuomo, written during the early days of the COVID-19 pandemic, as President Trump was telling the nation's governors to find their own respirators and ventilators, and an anxious city was finding solace in Cuomo's daily press briefings. The term Cuomo-sexual was popularized in a song called Andy by the comedian Randy Rainbow, set to the tomb of Sandy from the musical Grease. Uh, Lyrics here, Oh, Andy, baby, you're so strong and rational. From now on, I identify as a Cuomo-sexual. Those are, two, those are two things I think of with Cuomo. Like strong, strong, definitely. Takes a lot of strength to like go up to a 24-year-old and be like, I'm very lonely. <laughs> um, and rational. Is there anyone else who could have solved the elderly question in New York? <laughs> the EQ. Yeah. I <laughs> uh, like how he says, says here in parentheses it just says Rainbow's video has been viewed more than two million times on YouTube. I'm like, wow, I'm surprised it's still up. Uh, The governor presented himself as an alternative to Trump, and New Yorkers embraced the comparison, swooning over Cuomo's Queens accent and his tough guy shtick. Forget bodyguards, he said of Trump. He better have an army if he thinks he's going to walk down any street in New York. We basked in his awkward displays of affection, looking into a camera and telling New Yorkers, I miss you. I love you. I am thinking of you. He's <laughs> a lonely old perv. Jesus, yeah, dude. Basking in that, man. Uh, oh, God. Uh, they, we smiled at his on-screen banter with his brother, Chris, Cuomo, Chris Cuomo, the muscle-bound CNN. Muscle-bound? Uh, muscle-bound? muscle-bound? What are you talking you about? What the fuck are you saying? I have never thought for a second of muscle-bound as like a first adjective I would think of when thinking of Chris Who Cuomo. Who the fuck are these people hanging around with? Yeah. Where that fucking pencil neck on CNN is like some rippling man flesh. What the fuck? <laughs> says, uh, and of course, giggled at his dad jokes about serving spaghetti and meatballs to his adult daughters and a boyfriend. I mean, that's just one person. That's, that's one oh, person. Yeah. They're that's referring one, one person. Yeah. That's, that's particular. That human. person loved it. It was yeah. the best thing that ever happened to her. Just clapping like a seal. <laughs> yeah. Spaghetti and meatballs. They should like this would be such a good article if they only interviewed her. Yes. Yes. Yeah, I would like to know what Jennifer I mean, yeah, like, is I mean, feeling like, about if, Cuomo right now. Like, if you wanted to like do some journalism and really delve into the mind of someone who truly, truly is sprung for Andrew Cuomo, 
than J- Jay Rubin is mm. like the number one person yeah. that you yeah. have to tap. He was like, everyone talks about spaghetti and meatballs, and that's probably the best reply of all time. I think, we, you know, we've got to say that's just the best one. Yeah. It, it contains the most art. But like, even like, when Cuomo would post like other shit, like, you know, remember to be safe out there. We're the best when we're looking out for each other. Like she would, it was basically, she was just like, my husband's out of town this week. <laughs> please, like, please. Uh, goes here. Um, uh, celebrities such as Ellen DeGeneres and Trevor Noah announced their Cuomo sexuality. The New York fashion brand Lingua Franca produced a $400 sweater with Cuomo sexual embroidered on the front, while other vendors slapped the slogan on cocktails, underwear, and baby tees. Th- that all that's seems... Who, yeah, no, that's who they're for, babies. You were a baby if you were into this at all. Uh, if you're even charmed by Andrew Cuomo in any way, you are an infant. Uh, that all seems like a long time ago. Uh, this was five months ago, at at most. Yeah. At most, I know. Like this, a year ago, a year ago is like the longest you could stretch that. I mean, at no time has sort of collapsed and dilated in such a strange way that it no longer has meaning. But it's just like this idea that, like, God, remember, God, remember ages ago, and everyone got horny for Andrew Cuomo, despite his like obviously repellent qualities and like obvious bizarre issues with women and his, yeah, and his just general yeah. looks. He killed the silent generation. There's no more of them in New York. Like, come on. Uh, in December, Lindsay Boylan, a former state economic development official, accused Cuomo of sexually harassing her over a period of several years. Several of the governor's ex-aides followed suit. Earlier this week, New York's Attorney General Letitia James released the findings of a five-month-long inquiry into Cuomo's conducts. The 165-page report paints a portrait of a man who casually degrades women around him, commenting on their clothes, hair, and sexual attractiveness, and doling out humiliating nicknames like Sponge, Mingle Mamas and Daisy Duke encouraging others to join in. Mingle Mamas? Mingle Mamas and Sponge. There there should be a federal (laughs) investigation over to whether Andrew Cuomo has ever had sex. (laughs) If Merrill Merrill Garland isn't doing anything else, (laughs) at least do that. I'm just curious. He... uh, he torments a female state trooper assigned to his security detail and at one point jokes to Boylan, if I was the dog, I'd mount you too. <laughs> like, the, it's just, just like, damn, smooth. dude, I, how'd you not get any pussy off this? Why were you so lonely with lines like this? Uh, the report also includes allegations of forcible kissing, groping, and unwanted touching, all of which Cuomo has denied. Uh, uh, that's, that is just not who I am. Since the report's release, virtually all of Cuomo's political allies have abandoned him, and President Biden has called for his resignation. It's looking increasingly likely that he'll be the first New York governor in a century to get impeached. Conservatives have been quick to celebrate Cuomo's reputational implosion. Others are now scolding the self-proclaimed Cuomo-sexuals. A Twitter user named P.E. Moskowitz wrote, If you bought a Cuomo-sexual mug or sticker, like, what did you do with it? Is it sitting in the back of your closet, and every time you see it, you feel deep shame? The Washington Post ran an op-ed titled The Cuomo Sexual Phenomenon Was Disgraceful Were Politicians Bosses, Not Their Fans Some Cuomo Sexuals Have Responded With Contrition I Regret Ever Saying I Was a Cuomo Sexual One Man Tweeted Randy Rainbow Deleted His Tweet With The Andy Video For many of us Reading the AG's report And listening to the governor's Cynical denials Spurs a kind of embarrassed clarity Similar to the feeling One experiences After running into an old ex 
How could we have witnessed these same qualities in Cuomo's case, the narcissism, the bullying, the hackneyed paternalism, and found them attractive? You're a baby. (laughs) End of article. In search of an answer, (laughs) I contacted Virginia Goldner, a psychoanalyst who has written about sexual harassment. See, author of the book, Pleasure Can Hurt. The Erotic Politics of Sexual Coercion, published last year in an issue of Psychoanalytic Dialogues. Goldner, a clinical professor at NYU, co-founded an academic journal called Studies in Gender and Sexuality and appears on the Showtime series Couples Therapy. She has some reassuring words for the Cuomo sexuals who are in a shame spiral right now. The governor was up to something in those press conference. He was radiating an eroticized masculinity that within, that within its hostility and a little was tenderness, she said, he was radiating an eroticized masculinity that has within its uh-huh. hostility and a little tenderness, she said, that combination of soft and hard, mostly hard, but also soft, is what so many women crave in some way, she said. She called it the retrosexual part of us, the part that was raised with the image of the big square daddy lover figure, even if we've never actually had one. He's a 60-year-old <laughs> no. Yeah. What the fuck are you talking Have about? you see what his dad looks like? I mean... Jesus They're Christ. a family of hobbits. Yeah, like, what the fuck are you saying? <laughs> this is what I mean. This is an article about how... You know, women say they like a sense of humor, but, you know, I'm out here fucking striking out every day. Yeah. No, <laughs> this what they really want is a is a big, brooding, masculine man like Andrew Cuomo, <laughs> lifelong politician. And uh, yeah, like halfling. What the fuck? They Andrew wanna... Cuomo like goes into the ICU whenever he has to pick up like a 12 pack. <laughs> Who did he read his masculine to? I just these people who have it, who, well, who live in the fully domesticated life, I guess. It would make sense if you like grew up on a compound that was like run by people from a Digimon forum. <laughs> <laughs> I guess if that was like the first man you saw outside, you'd be like, oh my God, it's like a bull. Uh, so it says here, uh, uh, she noted that a lot of gay men respond to the fantasy too. That's a figure that could easily be hot to a man. Yeah, like a, a daddy, a, a sort of leather daddy figure. I mean, he's got the pierced nipple, apparently. I mean, is that, <laughs> that's the hardness that they're talking about, the, the piece of metal jutting out of his nipple. I, you know, God damn, I really hope that's a pierced nipple. Because if it's not, <laughs> you see a dot, he, just has, like, he, just, he just has ricotta curdles for nipples. <laughs> Goldner went on to untangle some of the more baffling behavior in the AG's report. Why would an eligible bachelor who could presumably date any woman he wanted choose to kiss, grope, and flirt with office underlings against their will? Why would a a bad person? (laughs) Yeah, he gets off on making people uncomfortable. Exactly, because when you the same reason that he like calls legislatures is like. I'm going to put a hit on you. <laughs> He's just like a shitty fucking bullying asshole with like zero redeeming qualities who, yeah, gets off on seeing yeah, people he probably Because he probably doesn't get off on getting laid. He gets yeah, off yeah. on fucking like ab- abusing his power in ways that make people uncomfortable. In, in March of 2020, Andrew Cuomo could pull like any like new school snatch he wanted. <laughs> I'm serious. Like he could. Oh, yeah. Dude, he just he just like opened his DMs. Like oh my some girl whose like job is to like dust dinosaur bones and has seventy thousand dollars worth of medical debt, 
like any girl with like a sort of carry from Mythbusters look that we talk about a lot. Like he could have just fucking pulled. He could have put up wilt numbers. But no, mm-hmm. he likes making people feel bad. And not just any people, people who who work for him. Yes. Like like that that that's a crucial component in the type of person he is. So it says here, why would a skilled politician risk it all to stroke the stomach of a state trooper or to make lewd comments? Uh, to a doctor who was giving him a COVID swab. <laughs> and then apparently the comment he said to a doctor giving him a COVID swab was gentle but accurate. I've heard that before. What? Just, what? Like, what? I don't even, like, what does even make sense? What the fuck are you like, talking about? <laughs> what the fuck are you... Like, he's never had sex. That's it. Like, what... Like everyone compliments me on the on the how accurate my dick is. I almost never hit the thighs or belly button. What the fuck are you saying, man? Was he actually trying to seduce these women? Probably not, Goldner said. Sexual harassment is not so much about sexual satisfaction. That's not necessarily the goal. Instead, if it's a, instead, it's a kind of sadomasochistic flirtation. The harasser enjoys creating sexual, sexual tension in the workplace, but what he really likes to, to do is psychological torment. Okay, so like, yeah, they are getting to the, okay. the, heart, of the, the okay. heart of the matter here. Um, just uh, going on, it says... Uh, that's Goldner's take, anyhow. Cuomo's own explanation is that his conduct was innocent. He grew up in a household where kissing and touching were the norm. I actually learned it from my mother and from my father, he said earlier this week. It is meant to convey warmth, nothing more. But Goldner suggested that the AG's report shows a disturbing pattern. Someone that, someone that sadistic who wanted to make everyone shake in their boots, men as well as women, he must have been in some way wanting other people to suffer because of some internal trouble. She quoted a line from her essay, the sexual harasser is repeat, repeatedly turning the dreaded risk of becoming a defeated bottom into the edgy high of being a top. She went on, he must have had in some sense of, he must have had some sense of defeated bottomness. Otherwise, he wouldn't have harassed people so compulsively. Okay, she, okay she's lost in it. She was talking since, and now I don't know what the fuck she's talking about. Cuomo is a defeated bottom who is using his defeated bottomness to thwart others. I, I just, I, yeah. It's gone off the rails. I, I mean, this is back to the talking about his eroticized masculinity. Who is he bottoming for? I don't know. The American people. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah no. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, so it says here, so the homosexual is dead, and with it, the fantasy that the governor conjured on television, the tough and tender protector, the daddy lover head of state who will save us from both COVID-19 and Donald Trump. What will take its place? <laughs> Probably panic about being killed by a microwave. That's yeah, what, probably that's what will take mm, its place. That's what's great about this country. There's always a new thing. Yep. Uh, Goldner wasn't sure, but she wasn't thrilled that the word Cuomophobia had started to appear on Twitter. <laughs> that character, the character Cuomo played on television, was a lie. But that retro retro masculinity has a lot to admire. She said, "We shouldn't bury our homosexuality. We should examine it. We can still love those dimensions of masculinity and ask ourselves." What are they, and how did they get corrupted? <laughs> so, I mean, so yeah, uh, dude, yeah, I come not to bury the homosexual, but to praise him. <laughs> okay, but I mean, again, I just uh, astonishing that, that this is being written. That, 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 everything other than the part about what a sadistic freak he is—that every other description of him in that article is—it's it's essentially taken at face value. But I, I mean, whatever. The, I guess this is describing a way a lot of people felt. I, I am curious, though, like, for what comes, like, because they're, they're, in the last, like, few years, the thing with, like, the liberal polity is that you, 
whenever there's a guy who you think is like somewhat competent, uh, you immediately the thing becomes that you want to fuck them. Like that yeah, like Doctor Fauci. Fauci and like even Biden. I mean, there's a lot of like displaced like sexual mania after Cuomo. Absolutely. And there's there's always gonna be another guy. I think it might be someone safe like Mark Warner. Oh well, he one. is a he is a goddamn dime. That's for <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah, he's so hot. He's a, he's a goddamn sexual tyrannosaurus. Just like a just a melting Frankenstein. Yeah, but yeah, people will always like invent a new thing. Like it'll be like some like piece of shit like Dick Durbin, and they'll be like, oh yeah, no, women actually like psychologically need to fuck a guy who's like Gil from The Simpsons. Like looks exactly <laughs> like him if he was real. Sounds like him too. Yeah. Don't I get a lick? Doesn't Gil get a lick? Uh, we yeah we we have a we have a sort of subconscious desire even against our better nature to. Uh, yeah, to to want to couple with you know sort of rough alpha types like Jack Lemon from Glengarry Glen Ross. <laughs> well, well yeah, I mean, you know, in America at least, some people do famous podcasts that are about being gay with your dad. But many of us in our political lives, we want to be straight with our dads, and that's what this comes down to. Um, but, you know, I mean, like, you're, you're totally right, though. Like, what comes after this? It's just, like, another, like, another person or, like, symbol of a person that, like, people can project, like, yeah, our, our out-of-control sexual mania. Like, our, like, our, like, our completely displaced sexual neuroses that are increasingly finding their expression in the realm of politics. And it is such an odd phenomenon that is becoming, like... It, it, it is getting exponentially weirder and weirder and more, er, more erotically charged. Quote the uh, sex expert in in, in this piece. I, I do. I like. I think this is probably a uniquely American thing. But like, do people do this in other countries at all? Like, I don't is there know. Like, a thing, like, if you're like a Russian liberal, you know, and you've like coalesced behind like Mulvaney, or you're like, oh, I want to fuck him. You clearly have never been to a uh, a. Uh, German uh, car uh, auto shop garage. There's always uh, the bikini calendars of Angela Merkel every wall. <laughs> yeah, they say like... they say power is the ultimate aphrodisiac, and that's yeah. why I think Angela Merkel is the hottest woman on the planet. I mean, like I like I don't want to rule it out. Like the idea of like reformists in Iran <laughs> getting behind the Green Revolution people, but like I do think this is probably an American thing. This is probably just a well, thing I mean, with American liberals. The, it's part of the fusion of culture and politics. Like, I mean, yeah. they, they said, you know, D.C. is Hollywood for ugly people, but now people react to politicians and they, and they invest the, the image of politicians with the same sexual uh, energy that they do with their favorite Hollywood celebs. So now it doesn't matter if you're ugly or, or hot, you are to be sexually objectified by people who are trying to get something out of this spectacle that they find themselves completely invested in emotionally and completely powerless to influence and you know like obviously like <laughs> this is this is a more pronounced phenomenon among uh you know liberal people like you know like who, who are just like yeah like had to ha had to hold up cuomo as a counterexample to the leadership of Trump so they could feel like somebody like competent was in control and like, yeah, a daddy figure was telling them it was going to be okay. And then added on top of that, this bizarre need to like also want to fuck him. But like, you know, let's be honest, all those MAGA ladies are just so hot for Donald Trump. They think oh, he is God, the most yeah. handsome yeah. man on the planet. And yeah. so virile and masculine. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, it's exactly. The same thing. Yeah. These are both like, yeah, 
queeny, soft old men who people have projected their sexual mania on. Like, do you remember the like the T-shirts that you saw at like Trump rallies in 2016, where it just like some like just old bag of leather and ham is wearing a shirt that's like he can grab my pussy. Yeah, <laughs> yep, yeah. Yep. Those girls should have been happy to get groped by Trump. Just look at him up there. Yeah, yeah. Man, do you remember the town hall they did? And that woman who is an undecided voter was like. You look very handsome tonight, Mr. President. Yes. <laughs> she spent her entire time just talking about how good-looking he, he was. That is the most down bad anyone's ever been. No, the idea of being someone who is like finds Trump hot and is not a committed <laughs> Republican, that's just sick shit. That's the most insane like, I, I'm woman in America. about the governing and all that, but god damn, just look at the way he fills out a what giant a, billowy suit. What a physical <laughs> specimen he is. It's like He's like Cary Grant, the way he fills out that suit. He looks like one of the uh, fat Korean cat accounts I follow on Instagram. <laughs> he kind of looks like Mango, the large Korean cat. <laughs> I mean, th- I think like probably Bill Clinton was like the beginning of this as like the yeah. first cool president, you know, and like probably had like definitely an outsized sex appeal that he like uh, that was, uh, you know, probably unwarranted given <laughs> given everything, given the way he looked and acted. But, you yeah. know, I mean, like, you know, he played that saxophone. He did. He did generally, I mean, like as, as a politician and as a person, like convey listening to people very well. And, you know, women love that. No, yeah. Bill Clinton's one of the worst uh, American public figures, like maybe ever. Uh, but he did. You can't deny he had like actual charisma that like yeah, every, everyone, everyone kind of felt. I mean, that's part of how he was able to accomplish so much evil. But, you know, more polarizing figures like Trump. Or people who just don't have that charisma. Like, I'm sorry, Fauci just doesn't. He does not have that. Or wait, 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 this this 90 year old Italian. Once again, the, the, who thinks that like a a two thirds scale Italian man with all of the uh, fluids taken out of his body is the height of hotness? I do not understand. And like, also. Uh, shouldn't this be like a refutation for like a lot of like down bad guys out there who'd be like, oh, I'm, as long as I'm under six feet tall, I'll never have a girlfriend. It's like, no, like, dude, you could be, you could be four feet tall and look like a fucking, like, <laughs> look like, a, look like a gargoyle on the side of a building. And dude, like if you've got <laughs> swag, you got something going for you. Like there's going to be people out there who are interested. This is a message to all our listeners who like fit the general physical description of Andrew Cuomo. <laughs> Get on Twitch, get yourself a webcam, get yourself a PC, get on Twitch and start doing streams where you're like, I'm very lonely. I want to <laughs> hug and kiss you. And you're going to start off with no viewers and you'll pick up one. Then that grows and grows and grows. And after a few years of like saying that you're lonely and you want to kiss everyone for four hours every day, you are you're going to get some clown. We guarantee it. And if you don't get clown from doing this and you just get embarrassed and laughed at, you know, you can me with a this is a promise no no i don't edit out my promises yeah you got to put skin in the game if you're going to make those yeah, kind of claims no, i'm making a bold claim i'm saying i can change people's lives and i think accountability is the most powerful force in the world absolutely accountability to me means that a 5'8 listener shows up at my door with an anti-material rifle <laughs> and shoots me through. I, f- like, go through the side of my fucking building due to the force of the of the projectile. That's what I want if I'm wrong. That's how well, confident I am that this will work. I'll be shooting myself through the fucking wall of my apartment just from 
flowing ropes watching Andrew Cuomo videos. What a fucking daddy he is. He should just do, I mean, that's what he, he should just like stream now. You know, I mean, has anyone talked to Sandra Lee during all this? Because like, I remember when Andrew Cuomo had a very famous girlfriend, but he never yeah, wiped yeah, her. Yeah, that's true. He never wiped her. Yeah. No, nope, never wiped her up. Sandra Lee, I'm, I'm right into it. She was like the cooking show host. Who, yeah. Like, she would make cocktails where it's like just, she was like, just a little bit of vodka. <laughs> and then you can see like, you know, she was like, yeah, a glug, shot of glug, glug, glug. glug. <laughs> yeah, she seemed awesome. What yeah, happened you, there? He yeah, really, she was cool. I think yeah. she was too cool, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. She, yeah he really fucked up there. He was probably drinking like he was probably like drinking like Bud Light on rocks. He was like drinking Mikey Miles shit. <laughs> she was like, I gotta blow this popsicle stand, fuck this pussy. As a well, loser. you know, Mikey Miles, another guy who's had some uh, let's say like legal issues as of late. I would like to see an article about like how could we have ever fallen but for who this? could have <laughs> yeah, like, how, how could we have, we have seen I was a Miley, I was a Mikey sexual. Yeah. I was a Mike, I said, yeah, I just I I need I loved his meals, I loved his shirtless dancing. And you know uh, there's nothing about him ever seemed off putting to me at all. You know what I realized about Mikey Miles this weekend? Like in the wake of his uh, legal troubles. This is Donald Trump if he was poor. <laughs> mm. Like if he like if he grew up like poor, that's what he would be. They have like the same personality and the same, like they justify things in the same way. Uh, see, I mean, I I think like you know Mikey Miles, Donald Trump, and Andrew Cuomo are like different shades of like the same soul that is yeah. sort of reborn in New York State over and over and there over is an again. An, there is an ancient evil. Here. Yeah, it's, like it's, it's creating like a it was very before even the Europeans of, got here. It was in yeah. the soil. It was in the ground in this cursed land. And yeah, Mikey Miles, it's like, God, I mean, he might as well be the same fucking person as Andrew Cuomo, just not they're successful. The same guy. Yeah, just no, not successful. Just... He's just still out there doing videos, even after, <laughs> <laughs> even after, you know, uh, uh, let's say certain things happened. He's just like doing a video and he's like, yeah. You know, ups and downs in life. You know, yeah. you got you know, oh, you learn, you learn, you got, you got to go, got to go through things to learn things. You know, uh, <laughs> oh, I got you know, tequila. You know, what can I say? So Make your hormones just, go crazy. <laughs> like, yeah, he's like, yeah, no, it's. <laughs> I'm just they, like, you I, know when you know how everyone like makes fun of Mikey when he puts a picture of himself and like Robert De Niro side by side. It's like I'm starting to see the resemblance. <laughs> and, like it's so ridiculous. It was when this was. Uh, before his legal troubles, when you know people already knew he was an awful guy, but yeah. uh, it, it, Cuomo kind of does the same thing. He absolutely he's does. kind of doing the same. Where he's like, "Oh, don't I remind you of like Al Pacino when I'm doing this fucking bullshit is, tough dude, guy act?" He They're is exactly guy. like Mikey Miles. He is he is a "Where's my hug?" guy. He's he's like uh, "One day my angel will come" guy. Like yeah. you know, just like still thinking about my angel. You know, I wonder if she knows I'm. You know, wonder if she knows I'm thinking about her. There, no. I'm just. This is this I'm is a type of New Yorker. I'm just imagining a spate of resignations from Team Mikey Miles. It has been my joy to just been my joy to serve Team Mikey Miles over the last four or five years. But this has also been some of the most trying periods of my life. That would be funny if, like Melissa DeRosa, right after she resigns from the Cuomo administration, she she like she signs to the Mikey Miles agency. <laughs> Just out of the frying pan into the fire, you know. Uh, <laughs> you know when you're governor, you know. You know, just sometimes, you know, you go through things. You go there through ups things. And there are you ups go through and things. It's ups and downs. It's ups and downs. But you gotta learn. You gotta keep trying every day. And you know, just gotta stay away from tequila. 
Andrew Cuomo, Donald Trump, What is the Donald other thing? What is the Mikey other Miles, thing? What is all the other just thing? kids from New York. What is the other thing Mikey Miles said? I think I'm turning into my father. <laughs> <laughs> That's Andrew, baby. And Trump. Damn, dude. That's Andrew and Trump. Damn. Yo, Damn. They're all the same fucking person. It's amazing. Yeah, it's just like... like God. Like Mike, it's, like, it's just like... And, 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 and Mikey Miles is a guy who has the same, like insane belief that like um uh his talents or abilities like uh deserve to be rewarded or uh celebrated in some way and like and cuomo and trump are just guys who have achieved that despite all yeah. evidence to the contrary Dude, and mikey's just birth. still yeah. out there doing it regardless <laughs> working on some custom videos tonight <laughs> i can call my lawyer though <laughs> <laughs> i like that's you know I knew Trump wasn't going to be reelected when he didn't take care of the Mikey Miles situation. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Should have been a military strike. It's just, you know, how did so many women get fooled by Mikey Miles? Well, it was the eroticized masculinity that he was, uh, he was conveying, a sort <laughs> yeah. of a hardness and a softness in his videos. That, sort of a daddy figure that, you know, lur lurks somewhere deep in all of our psyches. Yeah, women love it when a guy's level 35. <laughs> All right. Well, I think that does it for us today. Just, just some kids from New York. Just some kids uh, from New York. Kids from New York. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hashtag food porn. Foodgasm. What spinach? We've solved it. Andrew Cuomo is Mikey Miles. Is the exact same personality. How the fuck did I not realize this before? He should take over. After, yeah. No. He should. Know. Yeah. Why, why not? Cuomo should resign now. Yeah. Give, yeah. Give, it it little, bit, give it to Michael. Yeah. Give it to one Michael Miles. Everyone's yelling at me to fix the trains. <laughs> I'm trying to go to the grocery store on Sunday. <laughs> 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 so many angels on my security detail. <laughs> it's got to be a hundred. That's oh, there's got to be a hundred thousand beautiful girls in New York. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they all <laughs> they all have active litigation yeah, against uh, me. <laughs> <laughs> and again, with Mikey, it's like, how could anyone have known? If only there was some sign that, <laughs> that this was all bad, that this maybe was not just an such an evil, evil, yeah, not gremlin. an evil little goblin who should be sent to the fucking pit, who should be thrown in a pit, who should be thrown in a dungeon. In America, be thrown in a fucking dungeon. Oh my god! All right, till next time, everybody. Bye bye. Bye. bye.